we're talking about today, we are the body of Christ. So we, as believers, are members of the body of Christ. Now, we do have church membership, uh, but being a church member is not what saves you. Being a church member is something you do in connecting with other believers who are saved as well as yourself, right? We're saved by faith, uh, by grace through faith, that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So then, as a believer, uh, it's healthy to connect with the body of Jesus, the body of Christ, in order to grow properly, in order to be the most fruitful and productive as a Christian, and uh, serving in a local church, and being a part of a local church, and uh, serving together with other members of the body is part of the growth process, and part of, of course, your service to the kingdom of God. So in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, it says, And hath put all things under his feet, speaking of Jesus, Jesus was raised from the dead, hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So he says the church is his body. The church, which is his body, the fullness of him that feels all in all. The fullness of God that feels all in all. In other words, God is filling us all. Amen. Hallelujah. There's enough of God to go around. It's not like uh, if we get more people saved, it won't be enough. No, there's plenty. Uh, God is more than enough. Hallelujah. There's enough of Jesus to go around. Anybody can get saved. Anybody can be born again. Anybody can receive eternal life. And there is no shortage of life. God's life is flowing from heaven. It's flowing in a river from heaven. And anybody that calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Right? Anybody that calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Praise the Lord. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. I will give them rest. So God will give you rest as a Christian. God wants you to have a place of rest in Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So then as a believer in Christ, you're in a church or in the body of Christ. There is the church universal, meaning that there is a church that is made up of all believers throughout the world. And there is a body of Christ universal, which means that there is a whole body throughout the world. We are part of the body. We're part of the body in China and Africa. Just this week, got a text from Andrew, uh, who was a missionary to China, and he was flying out from, to China uh, for a week of ministry to pastors, and uh, we, we support him. And uh, so, it's, and it's pretty important to pray for him because it's naturally dangerous to go into China, especially to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. I mean, if you're just going there for a visit, tourists, you might be fine. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to preaching the gospel, it's a major 
thing to go in there and, and then distribute books to the pastors. Praise the Lord. So not only teaching the pastors, but distributing the books. So there is a body of Christ universal, whether it's in China, Indonesia, whether it's in India, whether it's in Africa, whether it's uh, in England or wherever. There's a body of Christ, and we are part of them. And one day, we'll all be together. Praise the Lord, because Jesus is coming to take us out of here. Praise the Lord. So uh, we will be together in heaven. Well, in this verse, he says, first of all, in verse 22, he says, And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So Jesus is the head over all things to the church. So if he's the head and all things have been placed beneath his feet, we happen to be the body. So all things have been placed beneath our feet. Right? So Jesus is the head of the body, and he didn't just, uh, God didn't just raise Jesus up and seat him at his own right hand. He also made us alive together with Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says we were made alive together with Christ, and we were raised and what seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we too have been raised and seated together with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that's part of our understanding of who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ and also our identification with Christ. But Jesus has, ra- has been raised, but we've been raised with him. So all things have been placed beneath his feet, and all things are placed beneath our feet. But we live in a world of darkness. We live in a world where the devil is rampant, and so he fights us, or he tries to uh, hinder us, or whatever he tries to do. You know, Jesus is still Lord, and he's the head of the what? Church, which is his body. Hallelujah. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the what? Church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So we are the church, which is his body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are part of the church that is in heaven. We're part of the family. It says there's a family in heaven and in earth in the Colossians prayer. Praise God. So we have a family in heaven and we have a family in the earth. Praise God. So really, Gilda's mom is not dead. She's more alive than she's ever been. I don't mean that with any... uh, Disrespect to the reality of emotional uh, transition. But the real thing is this, that she is not dead. Her body died, but her spirit is very much alive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And she will have a day when her body will be raised. Glory to God. Glory to God. And she'll get a new body. And it won't be like a 98-year-old body. (laughs) Glory to God forever. 
It'll be a glorified body. Praise God forever. So Jesus is the head of the church in heaven. And he is the head of the church on the earth. Hallelujah to Jesus. And he is the head of the body. So he uses this terminology, the body, and he likens it throughout the New Testament to a physical body. So if he's the head of the body and we are his body and members of his body, now we're not, the, no one is the whole body. Everyone has a place. We're a part. We're a member. We are a hand or a foot or eye or an ear, whatever part that we may be by illustration. It illustrates it that way in the scripture. And so we might be a different part and sometimes we just need to fit together. And we not only are a part of the body of Christ, but we are part of a functioning body, which means that we function in our place. Praise God. I mean, your hand needs an arm. In order for you to be most productive as a hand, then you need the arm. So then uh, you could go through throughout your body and talk, talk about that. And actually, it does talk about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so we may get there, but we may not today. So you are the body of Christ, and we are members of the body. And every part of your body uh, is important and valuable. I mean, anytime you have one part having a problem, then... Uh, the rest of you goes to its aid. I mean, I was just jumping in and out of my truck loading it, or, uh, loading it up. And I was just getting up and down. It actually has a little step. And uh, so I was walking around the truck. And when I did, I hit that step with my uh, shin. I didn't grab my hand or my arm. I grabbed my shin. And I made a little noise because it hurt. So my whole body's attention was on the part that hurt. And so what happens in the body of Christ, then if one member is hurting, then others go to its aid. Because we are members or part of the body of Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for the body of Christ. And so every part is vital and every part has a function and every part is valuable. And none is less valuable than the other. Amen. Every part is important. Amen. So somebody say we are the body of Christ. Ha, ha, ha. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I'll give you an example. Thinking of Monica, it's over our... Uh, 
financial department. And so it's important for somebody over the finances, overseeing finances, to be able to count <laughs> and be good with numbers. You know, not everybody is. Some people have a good writing skill. They have a good communicator. or uh, They may be a great maintenance person. But I'm sure glad we got somebody in maintenance. Clyde's amazing. Other people that... Henry's amazing. We, we appreciate those maintenance people. You know, if you don't have them when the plumbing goes out or something breaks, uh, you don't, I don't ask Monica to go fix it. <laughs> hey, Monica, Monica, could you take care of this? No, no, no. But neither do I ask Clyde to go in there and take care of the finances. Why? Because they have different functions. Different gifts in the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. So some people are great for greeting. Some people are great uh, for the prayer room. Some people are great uh, for reaching out to people who have lost a loved one or somebody that may need prayer. You know, different, but everybody has gifts and a place for you. There's a place in the body for you, not only just to be in the body, but to have a function, to have a place of function. And there's no lack for uh, a space. In other words, we need ushers. We need uh, people who are greeters. We need people in the parking lot. I mean, appreciate Ira out there in the parking lot. But we need more than Ira in the parking lot. We need... And, of course, we have some others as well. But just think about it. We need people who sing. We need people who play instruments. We need people in all different areas of ministry. We need people in the children's church. We need people in youth. We need people everywhere. There's no place around here that could not use some help. So if you have some interest in the media then that'd be a good place for you to speak up and say, you know, I'd like to serve in that area. Are you with me? So then we're not just a body where we just come to church and say, well, we were at church Sunday. Oh, we missed the last three, but we're here today. You know, and listen, I'm not doing that to condemn anybody. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes people are not consistent with church. But having a purpose in church helps you to be more consistent. They have a reason for being here other than just receiving. They have a desire to give and to serve and to be in the house of God. Amen? So then in Ephesians chapter 4, are you there? It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in what? All things. So speaking the truth, now that may be me speaking the truth or Pastor Andy speaking the truth in love or, or uh, Minister Linda speaking the truth in love from the uh, platform or Minister Darnell or Minister Ty. And uh, it may be from you for a testimony or something, but somebody other than the ministers on the platform 
can speak the truth in love. And that's what we do. We speak one to another. Hallelujah. Malachi actually says in Malachi chapter 3, it says that there's a remembrance as they spake often one to another. God remembers. Praise the Lord. So God makes record. He keeps record of your speaking to one another, fellowshipping with one another. Praise God. Oh, we're learning, aren't we? All right, so he said, speaking the truth in love will do what? Grow up into him in all things. Thank God for the men's ministry. They're over there speaking to one another, encouraging one another. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, so... We're growing up into him in all things, which is the what? The head, even Christ. So again, first to Jesus as the head. So he's the head of the body. Well, what does your head do? The head directs the body. Your brain directs every other part of your body. Thank God. All right, so your brain directs your body and gives impulses. Well, the Holy Spirit from the head of the church, is directing. Directing. God is a director. Hallelujah. Jesus is a director. He's ordering our steps. Praise the Lord. So then Jesus is a head of the body, head of the church, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. All right, every joint does what? Supplies. So we're fitly joined together, and every joint supplies. So then it's kind of somewhat like a puzzle, so to speak, but puzzles are not a living, vital thing. So Jesus used, and God uses, a, an example that's alive, Jesus used, we talked about it in a number of verses last week. Jesus used the vine and the branch, the root and the, and the branches, right? So God uses that illustration because it's something alive. A puzzle is just something that's put together and fits together, but it's not alive. Looks better together than it does apart. So you could fill up a box, you know, uh, have a, a, a box as a puzzle, have all these pieces, and uh, it doesn't look like anything. But you put it together, and it, you have a visual. You have a picture. Oh, well, God fits us together, but we are a living, vital body. Praise God, the body of Christ. And the body doesn't end at death. You're still a member of the body and you go to church, uh, church in heaven. Praise God. So then, every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. So there is a measure of grace that is given to each member of the body of Christ. A measure that gives you gifts and abilities that you didn't necessarily 
have before or maybe you did have by your natural birth. In other words, God gifted you that way, but then sometimes he just uh, gives you gifts that you didn't naturally have. He supernaturally equips you. But God gave you both of them. Some by your uh, virtue of your birth, but then some by supernatural graces that come on you as a born-again believer. So then there's an effectual working in the measure of every part makes increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So it makes increase of the body by the edifying of itself. So then we are edifying one another and the body increases. Not just in spiritual growth, but in numbers. They increased in in numbers uh, in the book of Acts. In other words, they, there was an adding to the church as they increased in the word, increased in the scriptures, then there's also a multiplication factor that, that kicked in as well. So then, the better we fit together and the better we serve in the house of God with excellence, then what's going to happen, it's going to affect people that come in the doors. Amen. You know, I get reports like last Sunday. It was actually uh, Pastor Andy's cousin. And uh, he spoke to me after service. I mean, I spoke to all three of them, his Pastor Andy's father and uh, his cousins. And so, but he commanded the church here because he said, I felt like I was at home. I was so welcomed. I was welcomed in the parking lot. I was welcomed in the foyer. I was, people were so friendly and welcoming. Well, that's a good report. I mean, you don't, you, you don't want people to come in the door and nobody speaks. This is not the elevator. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. You want people to feel like uh, there's somebody that cares about them, somebody that loves them, somebody that uh, wants them here, Does, is glad to see them. Amen. Praise God. So that... Encourages their wanting to be here. Now, anything you do in the church is going to raise, raise the level of excellence. And when you do that, then if things are, like if ushers are serving well, I mean, I watch them from up here, and so a visitor's here, and, and they go hand them a card. You know, they can get a card from the back, but they're being friendly, handing them a card. You know, if things are done with excellence and, and welcoming, if, uh, if you can actually hear the singers, it helps the worship. So the sound man is important. It's pretty valuable. If, if you can't hear them, they're just up there singing. Well, it's hard to gather a, a church full of people in worship if you couldn't hear them. Right? So, we want excellence in every part. 
I mean, if something pops up on the screen and it's off the internet, just popped up there right now, that wouldn't be real edifying. Very, very distracting. Now, I'm just giving you just little pointers here, but a lot of things happen in a church in order for it to be able to function and be able to be edified so that we're edified and not distracted. And people can focus when they come to church. I mean, they can focus and listen to the Word. Right? So then... Every part is important, isn't it? All right, let's go to Colossians. I'll just uh, give you just one more little pointer for chapter 4. It says, the, by the, unto the edifying of itself in love. So the motivation of all of it is love, God's love. All right, so we're going to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. So again and again, we see this same phrase. Must be important if God keeps saying it. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. Jesus is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning of the church. He is the firstborn from the dead, that in him, in, that in all things he might have preeminence. So he is Lord of all. He is head of all. Glory to God. He is Lord of all. He is head of all. He's the firstborn from the dead. He is the firstborn, and he is the head of the church. And so as a firstborn from the dead, the Scripture also says that he is the firstborn among many brethren. So Jesus himself is a part of the church. He's the firstborn from the dead. He's, he's not just the first person that was raised from the dead. There, uh, Jesus actually raised people from the dead in his earthly ministry. People were raised from the dead in the Old Testament. He's not the first to be raised from the dead. He was the firstborn from the dead. He was raised from the dead, but he was the firstborn from the dead. And so he was the first to pass from death to life. He was the first to uh, be born from death, spiritual death to spiritual life. And Jesus is the first of the church. And so we is, he is the firstborn among many brethren. So we are born into the family and we're born of God and we are brothers and sisters with the Lord. He's the head of the church, but he's our brother. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Jesus is the head of the church. Hallelujah. 
And we are actually his bride. Thank you, Jesus. We are the bride of Christ. Glory to God. So he's coming for his bride. Thank you, Jesus. So then in this verse, he said that he would have, in all things, would have preeminence. He is head. He is Lord. Verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. That in Christ should all fullness dwell. The scripture also said, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete by our union with him. We are complete in him. So our completeness is in union with Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Jesus, through his blood, the blood of the cross, by him God has reconciled all things, everything, to himself. He said, whether they're in things in earth or in heaven, he has reconciled all things to himself. Thank God forever that we've been reconciled by the death of his son. We've been restored to a place of favor and friendship with God. And Jesus is our Lord and Jesus is our head. And Satan is under our feet and the darkness of this world is under our feet. And Jesus is Lord of his body. Jesus is head of his body. And he lives in us and we are joined to him. We are in union with him. And he being the head of the body, in him dwells all the fullness of God. Thank God. But now he's put his life on the inside of us and we're sharing in the fullness of God. He is filling everyone, the whole church. Remember verse 23 of Ephesians 1, it says, which is his body, the fullness of him that feels all in all. The fullness of him that feels all in all. None of us could contain all of God. No way. God is so vast and he is so infinite. He is God. Praise God. But we can be filled with God and we can have the fullness of God living through us. Hallelujah. The life of God living in us and living through us. It's God who has joined us to, to this body and joined us to the head of the church and every member is interconnected and interrelated. We are connected with the body of Jesus because we're connected to the head of of the body. Thank you, Jesus. That we, he said, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Thank God for peace through the blood of his cross. And he's reconciled us to himself. All right, verse 21. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. He has reconciled us by the death of his son, God has reconciled, restored us. Hallelujah. 
And then it says, in the body of his flesh through death. So his death and his blood shed on the cross in his death to present us holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight to present us holy. God wants to present us what? Holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. You may not be perfect in your sight, but he's, he's called you holy, unblameable. Come on. Unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. God cleanses you with his with his son's blood you are washed in the blood of the lamb you're cleansed by the blood of the lamb you're perfected through the blood of jesus christ you are healed by the blood of the lamb hallelujah through his blood hallelujah by his stripes you were what healed well blood flowed out when his stripes glory to god when he was beaten, blood came out of his body. There's healing in his body. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement to give us peace, Amplified says, to give us peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. So there's healing for the physical body. There's restoration for the soul. There's restoration for your mind. There's restoration in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. You've been reconciled. He reconciled not some things, all things. Every part of you, spirit, soul, and body, that he would sanctify your whole spirit, soul, and body and preserve you blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calls you who also will do it. So what he's begun in you, the good work that he's begun in you, he will complete and finish until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is still working. Working in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's still working with us. He's still working in us. He's, he's still working through us. It is God, not us, but God. Hallelujah. Now we're cooperating, and sometimes we don't cooperate so good, but thank God we're learning. How many are learning something? Glory to God. You're learning how to yield and how to cooperate with the head of the church and follow his directive and follow his design and follow his purpose for your life. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he has before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has planned ahead of time. He's planned for some good works to come out of you, something good to happen in you and something good to happen through you. Praise God. Glory to God. Even if you're a little older, he didn't... He didn't create you to sit in a rocking chair for the rest of your life. He, he created you to serve in the kingdom of God. You just have more time. I said you just have more time. You have more time than other people do on your hands. So you got some time to serve in ways that other people that are working a job every day and having some working two jobs. Come on, you with me? Praise God. You got time to serve the Lord, serve the kingdom of God. Say, well, I don't know where to serve. Well, ask us. We'll let you know. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got a place. There's a place for you.
If you don't have any specific uh, direction, you know, the Lord will forgive you if you do something you didn't really know. In other words, you don't, you don't have to have a super, supernatural visitation from God. You don't have to have Jesus visit you like he did the Apostle Paul for you to be an usher. It'll be all right. God will work with you. Praise the Lord. 